1: Satellite Sisters, welcome to the show. It is Sunday, February 12th. Sort of a two man operation here at Satellite Sisters Technical Operations Center. I'm Liz Dolan. I'm in Santa Monica, California. On the other end of the line, my sister Julie Dolan in Dallas, Texas. Julie, how are you this Sunday?
0: Just great, Liz. And I, I kind of like this intimate setting with just two sisters at a time. I Me mean, do. of course, I like it when we're all here, too, but yes. mm-hmm. it's, it's perfectly fine with mm-hmm. just two.
1: Mm-hmm. We did have Monica booked for today. People need to understand, everybody makes their best effort to do this on a Sunday when they can, but occasionally life, or in Monica's case, work, intervenes. She's on call over an occasional weekend because she is in the medical profession, and she got called into the hospital today. So nothing to be done about that that we can't complain she's potentially saving someone's life so even though it is, inconvenient, <laughs> which, is
0: which is more than we're doing Liz, right
1: it, uh, well that's that's correct like we <laughs> we we take podcasting seriously but not that seriously that we we would confuse it with life-saving medical intervention but uh, i know we both had a really busy week but julie i feel like over the last month or so we at satellite sisters have been neglecting our mailbag uh, you know we got there are lots of ways for people who download satellite sisters to interact with us where you can find us on Facebook at the satellite sisters and we have you know thousands of Facebook people. Facebookers in our group now, so that's great. You can tweet us. You can follow us on Twitter, at Sisters. another good way to communicate with us. Uh, we have a plain old email. Yeah, sure enough, we still got an email, which is <laughs> sis- sisters at SatelliteSisters.com, and then people can post on our blog. If you go to SatelliteSisters.com, you can always post your comments. So I think because we have so much interaction in so many different places from so many different people that we've just kind of let everything speak for itself without addressing some of the issues that get posted there. So you want to do a little bit of that
0: now? I'd love to do that, Liz, because we love hearing from people. and We love all the comments that Satellite Sisters write to us um, about all sorts of issues. So yes.
1: Yes. Okay. So the first one, of course, I'm going to mention is uh, a Satellite Sister who gives me total credit for a huge trend unfolding in the world today. So sorry, Uh, posted this on our facebook group and the message is wow satellite sisters have made an impact the today show just featured a fashion piece on the return of the sleeve
0: oh yay
1: thanks liz no julie you know how many years i've been talking about this
0: I know, Liz, you, you would like to see a store. You have a business concept where you would like to see a store that's named Just Sleeves. You would like clothing for women with sleeves, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I,
1: I just think there is a whole group, and I'm not going to say it's necessarily just an age group, but it tends to be more concentrated in the, like, let's just say the, the middle to upper end of the range, uh, where <laughs> a little bit of coverage goes a long way. You know, right. just, a, just a little bit of coverage. So, I mean, you'd be
0: happy with a cap sleeve half the, half the time, yes. right?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, believe me. I am not talking to the rest. Just a little bit of a cap, a little bit of a thing that covers that upper arm area. You know what I'm talking about, sisters. So, uh, apparently, sorry, points out that the Today Show did this feature, but they credited Kate Middleton. Uh, with causing the trend and, uh, but she posts that they're crediting Kate Middleton but we know it was you
0: and, well, um, well, I mean, of course, because Kate did have sleeves on her wedding gown, mm-hmm. when right now, as, uh, as any bride can tell you, it's nearly impossible to find any wedding gown that isn't princess-style princess and totally sleeveless. I don't, know, I don't know what it is with bride gowns, but that's the way they are.
1: Well, that's the good thing. Kate, obviously, gets what Kate wants, and she had hers made, and she wanted a little bit of coverage, and she got a little bit of coverage. So, as I posted on our Facebook page, I'm really happy for Kate to get the credit. I do not need the credit because she's going to need it. She married into a rough family, so if she <laughs> sucked, so, so, good for Kate. That's all I got to say, and good for sleeves. And I think it's a triumph for women of a certain age, even though Kate obviously is not in our age group. But then, another business idea we have floated here on Satellite Sisters, Julie, was one of yours, and again, it was a business idea for women of a certain age. You said the process of shopping for a computer had convinced you that the normal geniuses they have in the genius bars and the so-called tech support, you were at an Apple store, but it's true across all these technology stores, they're like 19-year-old computer dudes and they don't really speak your language. So you suggested what somebody needs to invent is a retail operation that's sort of computer sales, Chico style, right?
0: Right, where you would have f- uh, friendly sales representatives representatives that are like you, that are women, that are working, that, you know, that need a computer, but can, you can relate to them rather than having that sort of condescending, sneering, blank stare that sometimes you get at the Apple store. That's right. Okay,
1: well, well, Vicky wrote in, she says, this is such a brilliant idea. You really should do that. If you could figure out a way to do it, I think it would be very profitable. I'm surprised nobody's thought of it before. I wish I had the funds to open something like that. Maybe now that you've mentioned it, somebody could partner with you. Uh, I think you are onto something here. So Julie, Vicky as one of our satellite sisters, just wanted to provide you the inspiration to stay at it, follow your idea. She thinks it's brilliant.
0: Okay, computers for women. Now I just need a venture capitalist, Liz. Oh, then I'll be okay. Oh, maybe a billionaire. Do you know anyone?
1: <laughs> I don't know. The billionaires I know, mm, I, I don't think they're necessarily going to glom on to that one. All right. Uh, number, n- next up, in the, uh, this came into regular old email. Again, our regular old email is sisters at com. So F. Wolf emailed us. Uh, on the 12th of January, to say, just wanted to say this latest was an excellent podcast, especially since the audio was so good this time. So I don't know if you're joking or not, S.
0: <laughs> but we appreciate it. You, you yeah. think – no, I don't, I don't think Satellite Sisters are cynical like that, Liz. No, okay. I'm sure if there was an issue, they'd raise it. Okay. I think they, I think they actually – Enjoyed listening to the podcast. Yes,
1: I took it that way. And so thank you, S. I really do appreciate it. I would have to say the audio week to week is a little bit up and down. We're doing the best we can here. We record the show over Skype. So I'm connected to Julie now on Skype and we have a call recorder on my Apple laptop. And sometimes the Skype connection is good and sometimes it's not. Or like last week, occasionally... We get that blooping sound. To the constant blooping we got last week, you know, uh, Laurel and Jean both commented on this on the Facebook page uh, that they could hear that constant Skypey sound in the background, like somebody was logging in or somebody was logging out. And Laurel, I have to admit that when, as soon as we finished recording the show, Monica said to us, you know, I heard that weird bloop sound all the way through the show. Did anyone else hear it? And I said, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard it, but that never shows up on the actual recording. Don't worry about it. You're not going to be able to hear it on the show. <laughs> <laughs> and then I edited together the show and posted it online. And sure enough, there it was bloop, bloop, bloop all the way through. So today, Julie and I are attempting a, a bloop-free show. So I haven't heard any yet. Julie, have you heard any bloopy sounds?
0: Liz, I have such a ringing in my right ear that I I never hear it. So I I wouldn't be a good um, indicator. But uh, so, no, I have not heard any blooping. So hopefully it will be a bloop-free show.
1: Okay, now Jean did post also on the Facebook page that she had a theory based on the content of last week's show about what that sound could be, and she thought it might be your leaky water heater, (laughs) that what we were hearing was not bloop, 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 but drip, 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 because you did recount the tale of a water heater disaster. Right. I I
0: did. And I, yes, it possibly could be. I hope not. I I now wake up in the middle of the night listening for uh, water sounds in my house because, yes, I had a water heater on the second floor of my house and it broke. And now I have a giant hole in my master uh, bathroom where, you know, where all the water came. Um, So, um, hopefully, but thankfully, you know, people at the Satellite Sisters at our at our Facebook page have sent me uh, sent us. I think it's for everyone. You, you know, depending on sure, who you're, the whole
1: you're Satellite talking. Sisterhood.
0: Emma Wang, I really shout out to you because you, you've uh, not only did you post this, you took a picture of this indicator that you can get. So if you have an upstairs washer and dryer perhaps, or if you have an upstairs uh, water heater, or even a downstairs water heater, it is a sensor that you can put next to your equipment. And so if there's any water at all, according to Emma, it shrieks. So you get, you get on your water disaster very early. Oh, Uh, nice. So that, so you don't get the, you know, you don't get quite as much water damage as perhaps I have in my house. So really, thank you for that tip. I mean, uh, maybe I'd get, you know, I, you know, you can go on our um, Facebook page and you can see a picture of it. It looks like a great piece of equipment.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Another thing in the equipment vein, we got an email from Jill in Minnesota. And Jill, it's very nice to hear from you because she points out that she used to listen to us on the radio at 107.1 in Minneapolis. Remember how much we loved being on that station, Julie? That yes. was Indeed. Yes, we still have a lot of listeners in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area because that was a great station and we had so much fun there. But anyway, for her 50th birthday, she bought herself an iPod Shuffle, which is her first step into the great wide world of Apple. So welcome to our world, Jill. We're very happy for you. But now she's a little bit worried. I usually listen during my daily treadmill runs, but I may have to change that. I find myself bursting out in laughter. So far, I haven't had a treadmill catastrophe, but I'm concerned. From Leon's dental episodes and jean shopping, to Monica's makeup experiences, which sound like mine, to SEAL Team 6 rescuing Katie Holmes, to someone taking malaria pills, and finally the takeover of Facebook, I'm afraid it's just a matter of time until I get caught off guard, laugh too hard, and have a treadmill mishap.
0: I think Jill I think Jill is right. I mean laughing and treadmill running do not mix.
2: <laughs> Liz, you know we love talking about frame bridge, don't we? We do. <laughs> because, because, because there are just so many fun things to frame, Leon, aren't there? Right. Anything. You can just upload a digital photo from your phone and they can print it and frame it. And that is a gift right there, a gift people would love getting. But Liz, you recently had quite an exciting Framebridge experience. I, Would you I like think. to share? Would you like I to? know, I talked about how when we were at the Bruce Springsteen
1: concert, I was with our brother Dick, his wife Susan, his two kids, and one of the roadies threw us the set list at the end of the show, which was amazing
2: free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash sisters and use code sisters to choose your free for year offer. Plus get $20 off your first order. Thanks, butcher box.
1: But what's to do? I mean, other than just hit the roads, it's hard to give that advice to someone in Deep Haven, Minnesota, you know, in the middle of the winter. If you lived near me in California or even near Julie in Texas, we might say get off the treadmill and go outside. But uh, anyway, Jill, we're you know, we're just so glad to have you back. And also tell your friends. There were a lot of you last week that told your friends. We got a lot of new people signing up, so that's great. And then one other technology question that I wanted to do some follow-up with you, Julie, because Cheryl wrote to us. And, you know, we've been talking to people about the fact that we have a new iPhone app and an Android app. And the iPhone app requires going to an app called Podcast Box. I'm not going to explain the whole thing right now because it's all online at SatelliteSisters.com. But Cheryl is having trouble finding us in podcast box am i missing something and I, know, and I know you started to investigate this right
0: right and so i really uh, cheryl i want you to know i am on the case okay i don't know what happened but i am going to get to the bottom of this with the good folks at podcast box but if in the meantime cheryl we really would like to recommend stitcher which is a free you know again it's a it's a an alternative way to um, to listen to our podcasts. it's free and it and it seems to be working fine over at stitcher so um, but i will get you an answer about podcast box i don't know what they have done to satellite satellites Yeah, yeah. Sp-
1: i mean for a while we were their number one download
0: but well, now- yeah.
1: okay <laughs> of course we were of course we were so but you're right about stitcher i'm actually enjoying it cuz i try a little bit of everything just to see uh, my my rule is if i can figure it out then the average woman can figure it out so stitcher for me of all of the things that of all of the apps that i've tried to listen has actually been the easiest so if you have an iphone or an android you can download the Stitcher app to your phone, and then you just register the Satellite Sisters as one of your favorites, and whenever we post the show, it's just automatically there for you on your phone. And Stitcher, you can also listen to Leanne's podcast. You know, she does her own show every week called Chaos Chronicles. So I love it that now our show and Leanne's show are all right there on my phone whenever I want them. So, you know, try that. Let us know what you think. Here's the thing. When you tell us about things you've tried and whether they've worked or not we really like to know that but if they're not working we can't necessarily figure it out for you you know but we will
0: try. Liz Liz, you said that in the kindest way you really did that was very because it is so true I mean we
1: We would like to be able to troubleshoot everything, but we have no tech support here. It's just us chickens, you know? So when you tell us that Podcast Box isn't working, then we go to Podcast Box and try to figure it out. But it's not like we can necessarily figure it all out ourselves but we need to know so if you're using stitcher and it's working tell us if you're using podcast box or if you have the android app just every once in a while let us know like hey here's what i'm doing and it's totally working fine that would be good don't you think because then it would balance the time we spend thinking oh no it's not working <laughs> so and also thanks for telling your friends because we noticed a lot of facebook signups this week but also more people you know i can track who's downloading the apps which I kind of enjoy, even when I'm like traveling for business. It's just one of the things you can do, even sitting in an airport. You can uh, you can go to Google Analytics and see what's going on with satellite sisters. So yes, I'm that much of a nerd. I may not be able to troubleshoot your tech problems, but I enjoy a good session with Google Analytics. That's just me, Joel.
0: You know. Well, that is just you, Liz. Uh, but uh, I w- you know, we do want you to be able to listen to the podcast. We really we want to include you, no doubt about it. One more thing, Liz. Several people um, had mentioned a book to me. Uh, it's called The Orphan Master's Son by Adam Johnson. And it is a, it's a work of fiction, okay, not, it's not nonfiction, it's fiction, but it is a story set in North Korea. And I was so intrigued by, you know, by this recommendation, I I got the book. I have just finished the book and it's fantastic. I mean, it really took me right back to my trip to North Korea um, last year. I believe that Adam Johnson, the author, may have been on the same tour that I was on because he referenced many of the same places that I went to when I was in North Korea. But it's it's a tremendous fictional account, but it does give you a great sense of what it's like to live in North Korea and what some of the issues are. So I highly recommend it, and I thank you for that recommendation.
1: All right. Well, one last book thing that just dawned on me. You know, a couple, right after the holiday, I was talking about how much I loved the Steve Jobs biography by Walter Isaacson. So Adrienne Jackson, who is a satellite sister, she posted on her Facebook page this week that she downloaded that book because of my recommendation, and she's just finishing the book Catherine the Great. So, which she was enjoying very much. So, Adrian, I just wanted you to know, I downloaded Catherine the Great based on your recommendation. So, All right. thank you very much. That sounds like a book that will carry me through many long airport sessions. And it might even be a little bit more interesting than
0: Google Analytics,
1: you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so, now we have to move to the actual news today, which is sad
0: really the passing of Whitney Houston. I mean, that, I, you know, it would just, it just broke my heart because I, I just absolutely love her music. I always have her voice. She had so much talent. I mean, was she not the most beautiful person in the, in the world when she was young? And, and I don't think anyone can sing as, you know, I just think that you know, the way she sings really moves me. So I was it was very sad to hear of her death. Obviously, we don't know the circumstances of, you know, of, of what happened. She does have a history of alcohol and drug abuse. And, Liz, I had to say, you know, when I heard that she died, I, I just, you know, without knowing the actual cause, and I don't want to jump to any conclusions, but I know that she really suffered Um, with alcohol and drug abuse. And and it just reminds you what a vicious and terrible thing it is to have a drug and alcohol problem. Right,
1: right. and And that you're never totally free of it. And even if you have managed to not be actively using drugs or alcohol, the damage you've done to your body oftentimes is so severe That you can die young. Anyway, yeah, I got to say when I heard the news last night, it was one of those things where I was really saddened, but not shocked because Mm -hmm. it is so hard to escape from the grip of something like that. Really, really hard.
0: You know, I went online to Dr. Drew Pinsky's site because, you know, he was a frequent satellite sister, um, uh, you know, a yes. guest on our show, and, and he was such an expert and, is, and seemed so wise on the subject of drug and al- alcohol ad- addiction, and he wrote on his site that, you know it's very important to remember that people in the public eye, someone like Whitney Houston, they're still human beings and many human beings have serious, you know, underlying conditions that they're dealing with and even though they have enormous talents and, you know, enormous gifts sometimes they, you know, they have really, really difficult issues and just, uh, he wrote that, just as you were saying, that you know, as we age, some of these issues of drug and alcohol abuse, that your body just can't handle that, you know, um, kind of abuse as you get older. And perhaps that may have contributed to her early death. But to think that she was only 48 years old. uh, I know. Well, let's talk
1: about the joyful part of it for a second, because, you know, I've been, they've been playing so many of her songs and videos on TV since last night. And first of all, like, Her national anthem at the Super Bowl, they played it on CNN this morning, I get choked up looking at it now, and I realize it wasn't just the beauty of her delivery, uh, like her actual singing. As you watch that, they'll play it on the news again and again and again. She looks like she's having so much fun. You know, there was a joyfulness and excitement to the way she delivered that song, which I think is why it moved the entire country in that moment. Most people that are singing the national anthem, they just look so darn
0: terrified. Right, (laughs) like they're going to miss it. But she had such grace and ease and Really, I remember that moment watching her sing that, and I just thought, no one else should ever sing the (laughs) nationally. I I agree. She just now retire it. They should just, you know, have Whitney Houston or a tape of Whitney Houston sing that song. It's not
1: going to get any better than that, people. That's it. That's how it's done. And then the other thing I was thinking about, like one of my all-time favorite romantic. Movies has got to be my bodyguard. Ooh, I, so I remember. I, I love that movie. I am not too proud to admit. I loved that movie. I mean, I can remember I, I I saw it over a Thanksgiving holiday, I think. I have a very strong recollection. I know I was on vacation in New Mexico and went to see that movie and, my God, I, Whitney Houston was great in that. Kevin Costner, so great in that. They were both so attractive and so attractive together. That was a good, you know, vaguely trashy movie,
0: but very... Well, I know it got the, it got mixed reviews, but again, Liz, I remember just absolutely loving that movie and I love to watch it again and again I'm happy to say if it's ever on TV I'm in even you know Kevin Costner the kind of goofy haircut in it I don't care (laughs) it was just great and when she sings at the end I will always love you oh my god Liz, you know, they had a story this week in the Wall Street Journal about Adele, who is, the, you know, tonight is the Grammy Awards, and she's expected to win a lot of, you know, Grammys, in particular for her song, Someone Like You. And they were saying that that's a song that elicits a lot of emotion. Well, I feel that about I Will you know, oh, Always oh, oh, Love oh, oh, You. No I mean. Kidding. But they, but researchers. When she runs
1: off the plane into his arms, and oh my God, it's just—it's more than I can bear to think about. It was so, it was so perfect as a corny movie moment.
0: Yes, it is, Liz, and, and, it, and it continues to be a great moment. Um, but these researchers were saying that there's, there are certain elements in a song that actually create these tear-jerker moments for you. Now, I, I am not a music theorist, as I think it's been clearly established, and um, but there is something called an apode... Giatura. Okay. I don't know what that is, but it's a musical device, Liz. And what it means is that it creates like this mini roller coaster in the song where there is some kind of tension and release. And, you know, if you listen to, if you listen to Adele, but if you listen to Whitney Houston sing, I mean, she had that in so many of her songs. I mean, I just, anywhere I am, Liz, even if I'm in the grocery store the other day before her death, I heard, I want to dance with someone. Well, I was dancing in the I mean, I just can't stop. I mean, she, those songs were, like, they're gifts. I think they are gifts to our generation, don't you think?
1: Yeah, and, you know, so many of those songs came out in the 80s when I was addicted to MTV. So I can also picture the various videos for various songs. You know, now I don't, I'm not really as familiar with what the videos look like. But with her, it's a whole running movie in my head. Uh, And I think Monica and I went to see her live once in Portland, Oregon. Again. And then that would have been late 80s, early 90s, probably early 90s. Uh, she was at the, uh, uh, the arena in downtown Portland and she just sang her heart out. Now, Leon always poo-pooed with me a little bit that she couldn't really dance. And uh, okay. She couldn't do That's everything. All right. That's yeah, all right. yeah, yeah. But That's she right. could just she was a belter and nobody could belt like that. So the watching those videos now, it does just make me happy. So you just allow, have to allow yourself to enjoy the happiness of the way she sang and how sort of corny yet beautiful many of the songs were. I'm totally okay with that.
0: <laughs> I was too <laughs> Liz. Yeah, so strangely at this very sad moment it is wonderful to have like for the last 24 hours to have it be all about whitney houston and her great songs Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. well now you were
1: off you had an adventure this week right i did
0: liz i did this was kind of a a super secret last minute trip i went to rome italy liz i I don't even (laughs) i don't know it is crazy liz okay it's here's the reason why our our brand new daughter-in-law Um, is, works at the Guggenheim Museum, and she was curating a a, a show, which is, you know, which is quite a bit of responsibility, curating a show that was opening in Rome, Italy, and this is from the Guggenheim Museum. It is their collection of avant-garde art from World War II, so that means this is like Bafo, all of their great paintings. (laughs) the
1: greatest hits of the Guggenheim.
0: Yes, yeah, it is. It's like Jackson Pollock, Frank Steller, I mean, just fantastic works of art and she was in charge of this whole show and she had asked us, you know when we were, um, when we saw her over Christmas, she said oh, well, you know, it would be really great if you could come to the opening of the show uh, my international business husband you know, he, from time, he's, he's in Europe a lot, so there was a possibility that he was going to be able to go and fortunately, because he travels so much, he's accumulated you know, a lot of airline points so at the last minute, oh no doubt yeah no, yes yeah, so at the last minute liz i was able to go so i have not so we went to the opening of this show and if for some reason you happen to be in italy between now and may i highly recommend that you go to the Palazzo dell i think that's, how
1: <laughs> that's almost as good as the music term you just used yes liz italiano
0: I, I have just i have a new confidence in the Italian language, in my ability to speak the Italian language, and I'll talk about that. But anyway, you may want to uh, go to the Palazzo and see this exhibit. But Liz, you know, I, the last time I went to, I went to Rome when I was a student a long, long time ago. So I haven't been since. But can I tell you, that is one heck of a city. I could (laughs) just...
2: sisters so you get your free consultation then 50 percent off at pros.com slash sisters and pros is spelled P-R-O-S-E, dot pros.com slash sisters thanks pros liz and Leanne here and we are so grateful to have ocea support satellite sisters why because it's just a great product holy cow do we we love ocea's skin and body care and you know what this mother's day And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over sixty dollars. Osea is spelled O S E A. So head on over to oseaMalibu dot com and use code SAT Sisters for ten percent off. Thanks, Osea.
0: Don't, you know, they, don't you they call it the Eternal City? You just forget. Like this. That. You forget. How many incredible treasures are all jam-packed in seemingly a random fashion, I might say, because I did get lost a couple of times in that city. I mean, you got the Colosseum, you got St. Peter's, mm-hmm. you've got... you got,
1: you got the Roman <laughs> Forum. It is like 2,000 years, 3,000 years of history all smashed together.
0: Yeah, I mean, and can I just say something about the Trevi Fountain? Again, I know people consider it a tourist trap. That is one fantastic fountain okay so that's all I'm saying about that okay. it is, I arrived in Rome two days after they had five inches of snow and ice this is the first snow that they have had in Rome in 26 years okay Damn. that is not so good Rome is far enough south that they just don't get the cold weather but Europe is having this inter- terrible cold spell And there was five inches of snow and ice in Rome. And you know what? That doesn't really work well. And here's a couple of reasons why. Because they have those seven hills. So it's very hilly there. They have three shovels in all of Rome. (laughs) I mean, Liz, every single sidewalk was a complete completely covered in ice. I mean, it was very treacherous walking around. And then the Romans um, or the Italians have those cars, the Fiats, with the teeny tiny tires. Mm -hmm. Those don't get traction in snow. Or else they have um, scooters, like, vespas
1: okay also not good i'm
0: not, imagining
1: now a vespa with like chains on the uh, on the tires not
0: good not good at all i mean and they did require chains um and so a lot of people made like homemade chains i don't know what they they looked like they were necklaces that they had kind of strung together uh, or bungee cords that they had put on the tires of their um Of their car. I mean, it was not working out. But what it did mean was there weren't too many tourists there. So if you could navigate the streets, you really you had you know wide open views of all the great attractions there. Here's the other thing I noticed about Rome. I mean they have incredibly attractive people. Yeah. Now they're not they're not all attractive, but somehow they manage to pull themselves together in a very attractive way. You know, even agreed.
1: If, Romans make an effort.
0: I don't know what I don't know what it is, but you know, they could just be in regular clothes, but then they have on these like purple glasses, highly stylized purple glasses. <laughs> and it's just there's something attractive about that. It's not like I could wear purple glasses and heaven forbid, Liz, you should not wear Italian purple glasses. But it, but somehow when they have them on, it's like, ooh, that's really good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now, here, the, my other observation is the language that I just, I just, Liz, I spoke Italian the whole time I was there. <laughs> You know, it's
1: hard it, for me to imagine.
0: Yes, Liz. Now, you know, I don't really know any Italian. I took one course, one semester of uh, Italian. So I have a very, very limited knowledge of Italian. But what I love about the Italians is you make any effort to say anything in Italian. They're very encouraging. They're mm-hmm. forgiving. Um, you know, the, you heard me say Palazzo dell'Exposizione. That has no bearing to what, <laughs> what the place actually sounds like, right? Mm-hmm. But yet, they worked with me, you know, and yeah. so Liz, it encouraged me. It gave me confidence. I've been in lots of other countries where, you know, for example, Russia. You try to speak Russian, and you don't get a lot of encouragement. So mm-hmm. I enjoyed that, Liz, very, very much. And I may just speak Italian from now on. That may be <laughs>
1: <laughs> just going to start taking some lessons at home, just as you're talking to yourself in the shower, driving around town, that sort of thing.
0: I-, I don't really think I need lessons, Liz. I, I just feel like. <laughs> I can speak italian this is one of the great experiences of, vit- of visiting italy and making any effort to speak the language you feel like you speak it well, and then really nice. finally the food okay i knew the food was good but what may, what my observation about the food is i can't believe how much italians eat because they're not really the people i saw were not obese but liz i you know lunch i don't know what they were doing at breakfast but i at lunch <laughs> and dinner I have never seen people pile so much food on their plates and... Cobblestones. Right, Liz. You know,
1: it's not like it's blacktop that you can just scrape along the top of it in one even motion. Whether it's you with a shovel or a big snowplow, that's tough on a 2,000-year-old cobblestone street. You know, so there are engineering challenges involved there that we don't really know in this country. Okay. All right. Rome. Molto bene.
0: I think that's how you say it, Liz. So that's my report on that. But then I had to get back very quickly because it was, I'm very happy to say, um, the fifth birthday of our granddaughter, Alice. And uh, we had had a nice little home party before we had left. But um, today I was able to go to her like a a friend party and you know now the trend is you invite all your friends um you know from school she wanted to and her and the little brothers and sisters of her friends so she had a nice crowd she had 18 children but it's february so her parents were very wise and they booked booked her into this gymnastics place where you just go you show up with the kids and they have gymnastic instructors that play, you know, that run around with the kids and the kids get to go on the trampolines and they get to, you know, do all of this stuff. So the head, the head guy who was running the birthday party for Alice, I mean, I mean, he was fantastic. He was, he was, he was young, he was energetic, he was kind to all the children. He, you know, he kept them all, you know, he was organized. He was um, he was polite. And I talked to him at the end of the birthday party. And I said, boy, you really do a fantastic job. And he said, I love birthdays. I said, yeah, I, can, I, can, I can see that you do. I mean, because I could see if you if this was your job to run birthday parties for five year olds, it could get old very quickly. Yeah. But I could see that this guy really had a great deal of enthusiasm for it. And I said, how many birthday parties do you do? And he said, I usually do between eight. And 10 a week.
1: <gasps> Are you kidding? Oh no, It's a good thing it's his calling, man.
0: Eight to 10 birthday parties for, I mean, because as soon as Alice's party was done, I mean, they're, they're short, short-lived, these birthday parties, which is which is good. Everybody goes home happy. Nobody's crying at the end of it, which is important. Uh, but there was a whole other group in, and he was going to start another birthday party, um, you know, right after uh, uh, Alice's party concluded. But he does 10 of these a week. And I just thought this guy is in the right spot. I mean, he loves birthday parties. He does them. He's really good at them. All the kids love it. All the parents love it. And so, you know, I mean you just like to see a master in in the right environment don't you Liz don't yes. you like to see people who are really really happy with their jobs and are doing a really good job mm-hmm. that's that's what this guy was doing mm-hmm.
1: okay i like it hey that reminds me i want to ask you a question and i didn't warn you that i was going to bring this up so you know you can you can answer me next weekend actually anyone listening can answer me speaking of people that really like their jobs yesterday i went to the dermatologist where I go, but it wasn't a purely medical visit. It was one of those photo facials where they zap your face. Right. <laughs> and so, you know, I figure like a little round of that every few years just sort of keeps things. I don't know. I got rid of a lot of age spots last time. And so, so I went back and I signed up. So it's an RN, the woman that does this Taya. She's Russian. You would totally love her, Julie's like many of these sort of cosmeticians and beauticians you would have dealt with with in all the years you were living in Russia. So she's really great. And she is also someone else who obviously takes great pleasure and great pride in, like, numbing your face and then zapping it
0: (laughs) again something that like you would not want to seek out as a profession right or would you want to run eight to ten birthday parties you know but I, I know what you mean when you interact with people like that it's a very enjoyable experience okay so
1: here's my question okay so if it was a beauty salon and someone was giving you a normal facial you would tip them but because this is a quasi medical environment and she's an RN, and it's a quasi-medical, though not really, procedure, I'm just not sure what the protocol is there. Would you tip a nurse who just zopped your face? <laughs> I, I don't know the answer to that.
0: I, I think not unless you're living in Russia. Like, if you're in Russia, Liz... Yes, um, the nurses and the doctors are looking for tips oh, at really? the hospitals. Yes, that is very, very. That is that's how they because they don't make any money at all. So, but I think here in the U.S., you you don't tip nurses and doctors. Well, that's I mean, of what course, I would
1: think. It's just that right. this is in that gray area, in between nursing and beautician. You know, it's the esthetician kind of zone.
0: I mean, but did she have a tip jar? Were there <laughs> no, no, tip, no, no? Were was there it tip envelopes? <laughs> at, uh, what When you were checking out, was there anything like that?
1: No, there was nothing like that.
0: Oh, then then I'd say no, Liz. Okay,
1: all right. If anyone has a point of view on this, I just felt like, you know, it is that gray area. And there's no tipping book that you can look up that's really going to tell you what's appropriate. Because all of these services were only invented in the last few years. You know, Mm -hmm. so the quasi-medical beauty services... I would like a little guidance on that. Okay, so that was just one thing. And then the last thing I wanted to tell you, because you were traveling on Sunday, so last weekend you missed
0: the actual Super Bowl. I know. And My boy Eli, he did it. I know. I heard after the fact, Liz. Yes. Yeah.
1: So you feel very close to Eli Manning because he was on your son's Little League team, right. and your husband actually coached him in Little League when yes. you were all living in New Orleans. So good for you, Julie. I mean, you just would have loved the fourth quarter of that football game. Can I tell you, you would have been losing your mind.
0: I, I have we, we taped it. We I DVR'd it. So I I am going to sit down and watch my my my, my dear sweet Eli and see how he did. Yes.
1: So so here's what was happening to me. I had a business trip, so I was at Los Angeles International Airport. I actually had to run there during the second quarter. I was hoping to get through security in time to be settled somewhere to watch the Madonna halftime, and uh, but it took me a little bit longer to get through security than it should have, so I missed most of the Madonna halftime. But I did. But I did see the third and the fourth quarter of the game. But the fourth quarter. Uh, my flight was due to leave and they kept like every 15 minutes they would post on the board that it was delayed, delayed, and they were pretending it was some kind of weather delay which in Los Angeles is always laughable weather delay, okay whatever, and uh, like we're sitting there, we're cheering we're yelling, people are enjoying the fourth quarter like in the bar at the airport and I'm thinking like I bet the moment this game is over, they're gonna start boarding this flight. This is really just the flight crew is sitting in a lounge (laughs) somewhere and they cannot tear themselves away from a super exciting Super Bowl. And sure enough, the moment that clock ticked down to zero, all of a sudden, the light came on on the board. <laughs> now boarding. I just, it was just hilarious. But I'm okay with that because I got a chance to see, you know, Eli close the deal. I was very happy about that. You probably heard, even though you were out of the country, that Giselle Bunchen Tom Brady's wife, got herself into a little bit of trouble. Did you hear about that? I did hear
0: about that, Liz. And, I, you know, I'm going to stand up for Giselle. I Me mean, too. She, Me I, too. I was standing by her man. And, like, they pushed, the, you know, they should just... Don't, don't mess with her and don't mess with her man. So I, I, I'm, I'm standing with Giselle on this. I know she's taking a lot of heat for that. People don't think she should have opinions, but. I think she should have an opinion about her husband and you should always defend them.
1: I totally 100% agree with you. And you know what? On the face of it, look at the facts. What she said was absolutely true. Her husband cannot throw the ball and also catch it. Come on. Exactly. That's, like if she had made some outlandish claim, then okay, that might've been different, but she was speaking the truth in the moment and she was hounded into saying something. So, you know, it's very rare that I stick up for uh, supermodels.
0: Uh, <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) But but we're going to do it, Liz. I think think we're on Giselle's bandwagon.
1: I think this is the moment where she did the right thing under the circumstances. Now, if the game had turned out differently and the Patriots had beaten the Giants, there's no way I would be sticking up for Giselle. But as long as her team lost, because I was rooting for the other team, then I I think she did the right thing. She needed to stand up for Tom. Anyway, so uh, sorry you missed that. I did, though, the next night when I was in a hotel room, watch the Madonna halftime on YouTube. So you gotta love that about modern day travel. You just you know, you get on the Wi Fi in the hotel room and you can watch whatever you want anywhere. Anywhere you wanna be. So all right, one final thing I'm gonna say, then we gotta wrap it up here. Two bloops. Two, I heard two bloops during the course of our show so last week we had many bloops we had we were we were like a bloop a minute here I thought I had turned off whatever the alert was that was creating the skype blooping sound uh-huh. but I, just, I got it down I, I heard two so uh, so li- podcasters listeners if you if you heard more than two bloops let me know but now I know I've, I've narrowed the problem, but I have not solved the problem.
0: So well, there's... I mean, but it's trending in the right direction. <laughs> yes. <it> Isn't <laughs> that what economists say, Liz? Yes, that
1: would, that would be true. As a leading indicator of whether or not I can tackle this problem, you know, we're, we're minimizing it. That's for sure. Okay, we're down to two bloops. Uh, next week, it's zero or bust. So, okay, all right. Well, this was fun, Jewel, just you and I.
0: It really was, Liz, and I think we uh, discussed a range of things.
1: So all of the questions we asked you about how you're using our technology, how it's working for you, you know, whatever you want to let us know about that, it is helpful for us to know. (laughs) We like to know that you're actually listening and enjoying, so that's always good, too. And uh, some combination of Satellite Sisters will be back next Sunday. I think we can make that guarantee, can't
0: we? Absolutely, Liz. All right, so we're the satellite sisters. Don't forget.